Hey there everyone, it is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 316. So this week we take to the tactical question box to answer a listener's request for some extreme home defense tips. And don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes and our handy dandy one page cheat sheet. All you have to do is head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 316 and download it all absolutely free. And now, let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival magazine, which, as I've been saying now for weeks... We are about ready to change our brand from Modern Combat and Survival over to Warrior Life. That's all coming up this month, so stay tuned for more details on that. Um, but this week, what I want to do is get back into our one of the reasons why we're changing over to Warrior Life is to really make it more of a community-based brand around what it means to be self-protected. And our goal is to really highlight the questions that our readers and our listeners have, but also be able to highlight the tips that other people have as well. Part of the community, people like you that are out there. And so we do have several different channels that people are going to be able to both submit their tips as well as their questions. And some of those things are going to come from surveys themselves that we've gotten in, but also some of the training that we're going to be doing online. We've got a lot of video training coming up, a lot more interactive, engaging training that we'll be able to do in classes with people over the internet. And this is a question that did come in with one of the training classes that we have done relatively recently. And I thought this was a really good question because it um, it really highlights kind of the more extreme circumstances that you might be under when you have to protect yourself and your family. And so the area that most people are looking at when they do uh, buy a firearm is in home defense. Now, I always say just like with self-defense, like unarmed combat, the more you train for the worst example, the easier it's going to be for you to defend yourself against something that is a much less, that's much less of a threat, right? Well, in this situation, we did have somebody that was putting our, putting us to the test when it comes to extreme circumstances for home invasion. So I'm going to read the question. Uh, this came in, uh, the question was, what are the top three most important tactics or things that I should do in facing multiple threats during a home invasion? That is, after I've already secured my loved ones in a hiding place and called 911, meaning I'm about to face multiple aggressors in my home with my firearm. What's number one, two, and three that I must do to stay alive and overcome my attackers? So this is, again, a really great question because a lot of times these home invasions, when they are done, especially by gangs, they are going to be with multiple people involved with this. They don't want to get in there and just, if it's a, if it's a true home invasion where you and your family are home, they're not just looking for what's in the bedside table. This is a power play because they wanted you to be there. They start the attack. They want to overpower you. And so you have to know how to quickly get rid of them, right? I mean, these are not the people that are just looking for your television set. And there's no telling what's going to happen if they do overpower you and you're not able to thwart their their invasion. Once they've got control over you and your family, your imagination can go where it wants to with what can actually be done there. So um, when it comes to multiple attackers uh, with defend, in defense with a firearm, I look at it the same way that I look at unarmed combat. 
And your goal is not to fight three attackers at the same time. Now, there are two ways to do that in unarmed combat. You can use your environment to your advantage. There are ways that I'll be talking about in here, because I'll be draw, drawing some parallels here between unarmed combat and armed combat in your home when it comes to a home invasion. Um, so one of the ways is to use your environment to your advantage, but then also to take one attacker out as fast as possible. Um, in firearm combat in a home invasion, the principles are still relatively the same. So here are three quick tips that you can use to give yourself the advantage in that home invasion survival situation. So number one, tip number one here is to know your battlefield. Now, one of the things I talk about in our extreme home invasion survival program is to think about your home as a battlefield, truly as a battlefield. So I take a real military perspective when it comes to home defense. For example, you want to know what your fatal funnels are. From a military perspective, I want to know where my ambush lines are. I want to know uh, how to get the enemy into those those fatal funnels of an ambush. If I'm in a defensive position, which is what your home is, right? You're you are in your defensive position there. So in a defense, it's it can be a lot easier for you to stop an enemy because you can set up different obstacles that are in there. You know where your cover and concealment is. The enemy doesn't necessarily know. Well, they definitely don't know all the information that you can put in place for your defense. So the same thing goes in your home itself. Now, fatal funnels are areas that you can create within your home or are already existing in your home, where in order for your attackers to be able to get to you, they're going to have to go through a very channeled area that is going to give you the tactical advantage. So if you look at that from the standpoint of um, going on the opposite end of the spectrum, which is if you were in the middle and you had three attackers coming at you from three totally different directions, how are you really going to keep track of where those attackers are? Um, how are you going to stop, you know, block over here and strike over here? It's going to be very, very difficult fighting three people at the same time. Whereas if you have three attackers that you're fighting that are lined up one behind each other, which is the other end of the spectrum, then you're kind of fighting one person at a time. You don't have to worry about that number three attacker behind them because he can't even reach you yet, right? So that's a simplified view of what you want to do. But when you look at your your home as your own battlefield, you can start to look at the areas of advantage that you have. Now, these fatal funnels are very, very easy to do. For example, in your own home, look at where your hallways are. Um, you want them to come to you. So if you are trying to engage them out in an open living area like your living room, well, it can be much more difficult there because somebody might come around another side or they can come in another door. Like maybe somebody comes in the back door and they get you from behind. Whereas if you retreat back to the end of a hallway, they've got to come down that hallway to be able to get to you. If you're in your bedroom, you're able to set up on the opposite side of the door where they have to come in through the door in order to be able to get to you. So it gives you some advantage over surprise as well as well as channeling them there. So in your own home, in your own home, where are the fatal funnels that you already have in place there? Now, it doesn't have to be fatal funnels. For me, from my loft, I have 12 inch cedar beams that hold up my loft and go all the way up to the ceiling. Now, that provides me effective concealment and cover, especially because if it is going to be a shootout, they're going to be able, they're going to, them shooting at me, that cedar beam is going to stop the most of those rounds there. So it gives me lots of cover there that I can also shoot from behind there, even standing up, standing up and kneeling. It gives me, it gives me really good cover. It also gives me concealment where they can't necessarily see me when they first come into the area. Now, in the loft area, 
they're going to be down in the basement or I'm sorry, not down in the basement. They're going to be down in the living area and I can be able to shoot from many different angles and from my loft. It's basically like hitting, you know, fish in a barrel. I'll be able to shoot them. They won't necessarily know where the rounds are coming from, at least not initially. And that gives me everything that I need to be able to take out as many of those as possible as quickly as possible. All right. Now for you, that's going to mean something entirely different. You really have to start to analyze your home as a battlefield from a defensive position there. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, you want to use your environment to your advantage. So in unarmed combat, I teach people when they're facing multiple attackers is to use anything around them to make it harder for the attackers to get to you. Now, if you're in a like a bar, for example, it's a bar fight, you can use chairs, you can tip over tables, you can even use the attackers themselves against one another. If you strike one, you're able to take it, take him out. Uh, you're able to even just position their head where the where the head goes, the body is going to follow. So if you're able to position the head and be able to crank that around, you can twist somebody very easily in different into a different area. You can use walls. You can use um, you, you can use lots of different things to be able to use your environment to your advantage where not all the attackers can get to you at one time. Now, in your home, you're able to do this as well in using elements of your to your advantage. So we talked about using the structure of your home as an example. But you can also use different things within your home. So, for example, you can use lighting to your advantage. If it is, especially if it's a nighttime situation, you might have a flashlight that you can use to be able to blind them and they don't know where you're at. They don't know if you're armed. They don't know anything um, because they can't see it. But you can also use lights within your home. So this was a tip that I got from somebody that had called into our home defense, one of our home defense webinars that we did, our classes online, and had a really great tip that I've used personally in my home now, which is to use nightlights strategically in the home. So this person gave me a great idea. Actually, they put it at the end of their hallway near their bedroom where that little light, that little light going out there. So I use these little plasma lights. They're blue lights, which doesn't destroy my nighttime vision. But shining down the hallway, it actually kind of blinds the person at the end of the hallway. But I can see them somewhat illuminated there. So even without a flashlight, if they could start to come down there, they won't even know that I'm there. And yet I'll be able to see them. Just those little flashlights. So if you look around your home at where strategically you can place these things, then you can actually set up something that somebody coming into your home would be blinded by and you would be able to be able to see them more easily without even having to use a flashlight yet and giving away potentially your position, but it'll give you a tactical advantage when it comes to lighting. Now, I've uh, gotten some other great tips from people who have called in, listeners who have called in and said that they've used something like a um, like a strobe light, not a strobe light on a flashlight, but actually a strobe light um, like you would set up at like a disco sort of a thing. These are things that you can find on Amazon and they had them strategically placed at like, again, at the at the end of a room, clicking that thing on. Anybody that comes into that room is going to be disoriented in what's going on there. So this is another situation where somebody has done that. Now, I also use high power um uh, LED lights. So these are ones with lots and lots of lumens. They're extremely blinding. They set up, uh, can be used. I, I use them strategically in a few different ways, use them inside of the, uh, the safe room, but also these spotlights can be used within your home to really blind not just one person, but everybody that's in that room. So there's a lot that can be done with lighting there. 
Another example of using something in your environment to your advantage, especially if you can you pre-plan it, is to have a high decibel alarm that can be thrown into a room as a distraction device, even if your alarm wasn't triggered. So these are the personal alarms that come on a little little chain, and all that happens is you just pull it off. It's kind of like pulling the pin on a grenade. You can pull that off and throw it into an area, and it is going to disorient an attacker. Now, these attackers do not want to be known that they're in your home. Their their goal is to get in there, and especially if it's one where people are the target, they want to get in there and they can take control as even for days we've had reports of. So once they have control over your family, they might literally just camp in there for days and just doing very, very bad things. Let's put it that way. There are news reports on these things on these types of things happening. That's why they want don't want alarms to go off. That's a lot of times why they will get you while you're home because most people don't have their alarms while they're home as well. So if they're not found out, if, if there's no neighbors calling 911, if they don't know it that it's that that help isn't on the way, they might stick around longer. But if you can take one of those high decibel alarms, pull the pin, basically throw it into the room, if it, it is high decibel, it is going to perhaps alert somebody outside of your home, and it is going to disorient them. So it gives you an advantage, also tactical advantage over being able to um, uh, counterattack them with your firearm where they're going to be disoriented. Also, they, they're they probably not going to necessarily know where your that firearm is being shot from. If they don't know where you're at and you start firing into the room with the alarm going off, it's going to, again, disorient them in a, in a number of different ways. And so they might not really know where you're shooting from to begin with, which gives you more of a tactical advantage of surprise, right? Okay, that's tip number two. Uh, tip number three is stopping power, plain and simple, right? So in unarmed combat, I tell people that when you're facing multiple attackers, you have to strike as hard as you can, and little punches are not going to do anything to your attacker. You need to be brutal, absolutely brutal, and quickly take out one attacker out of the fight as fast as possible, right? Because your goal, again, is not to be fighting three people. If you can fight two people, that's better than fighting three people. You take another person out, now you're just fighting one person, right? So you want to take out, you want to take somebody out as quickly as you possibly can. So similarly for home defense, you need as much stopping power as possible with just one shot if you're able to. Now for that, a handgun is not going to be all that effective at fighting multiple attackers in a home defense scenario because you have less stopping power and you have less ammunition capacity, especially considering that you're likely to miss your target at least 75% of the time. Now, we've talked about this before. When Even when it comes to close quarters combat with a firearm, even the best trained uh, 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 shooters out there, which the the study that was done with the LA Police Department, which you can you can argue these are guys are going out and they're facing real threats on a daily basis. So even them, as highly trained as they are, when tested, had a hit ratio of only 28%, and that's within close quarters range. So for you, you're looking at at least missing 75% of the time. For them, it was 70% approximately. For you, it's at least going to be 75% of the time, which means that only four bullets out of, if you've got a 16-round magazine in a, in a handgun, only four of those bullets may hit your mark. And if you're facing multiple attackers, that may be not be enough to stop all of them or maybe even one of them. You just don't know. So with a handgun, you don't really have all that capacity that you would need or um, the stopping power because a handgun is not as effective against a human-sized target. Okay, it's just the muzzle velocity isn't there. 
Um, it's great for concealed carry, but for home defense, it is not your best choice. Now, my recommendation is to either go with a shotgun or a rifle for your primary home defense weapon. Now, the shotgun will have the greatest chance of a one-shot uh, one stopping power, but you are going to be greatly limited at ammo capacity, usually around six to eight rounds, um, with a tad more depending upon gauge and tube extensions without going into extreme um, like Sega model, you know, magazine fed, things like that, which are definitely options. Okay. They are given, going to give you options, but typically you're only looking at about six to eight rounds. However, if you, if you're using, especially if you're using like a slug, um, that your chance of getting a one shot stop on somebody is greatly increased. So getting that one round, you might hit somebody with a, with a handgun with nine millimeter or 45 or anything. And, and then you get that one round in and they start to go down, but you've got that one round in them. Well, that's, that's probably not going to be enough necessarily to stop them. However, a shotgun, you get that one round in them, even if it is a, a buckshot, then your chances of really taking them down is, is greatly, greatly increased, right? Um, so that's going to be a really great thing there. So the my personal preference is an AR platform rifle geared up for home defense. Since you can load 30 or more rounds and um, you can have magazines there, 30 more rounds, you can reload very quickly and you can send a hail of bullets as fast as you can pull the trigger. So having 30 rounds against, let's say, three attackers, as fast as I can pull that trigger, I'm able to engage those targets. Now, I also know I'm much better trained with a rifle because of my military days as well. It's much more accurate for me. I can have better optics on there. For me, an AR platform is my weapon of choice when it comes to that. Um, again, with 30 rounds in a magazine and more magazines to go, I can send a hail of bullets as fast as I can pull that trigger. Ammo choices also for home defense are there for the AR platform. So for 5.56, you can, there are home defense rounds there that you can get. They're going to give you a lot better stopping power than full metal jacket versions. Okay. But let's say it's even the FMJ versions of, um, five, five, six rounds. We've seen their stopping power out on the battlefield. That's what our military uses out there. So it is going to give you good stopping power as it is. But the point here is you want to take that attacker out as quickly as possible so that you're not fighting three home invaders in your home. You're only fighting two now. And chances are when one person goes down, especially if they hear that rounds of the uh, the rifle or the shotgun, they're going to take off running because, again, they don't want to get caught. They don't want people to know that they're there. They're most likely going to be turned around and take off running and leave and leave their buddy behind bleeding on the floor there. Okay. So you need as much stopping power as you possibly can get. Okay. So those are three quick tips for an extreme multiple attacker home invasion. Um, I love getting these questions in. I love even more getting tips in. So when we switch over to the warrior life brand, which is going to be coming up this month, we're going to have lots of options for you to be able to submit your own strategies and tactics out there as well. So go ahead and get geared up for that now. It's coming up soon. We're going to give you more details. It's all coming right up. And until then, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash modern combat and survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.